It's Thursday and it's when I normally do my podcasts and things are starting to get a little more interesting again in the uh, world and so I think I'll have uh, plenty of different topics to talk about over the next couple months or so. Um, We had the debates this past week and that was a I was actually playing soccer, so I didn't get to watch it, but uh, it sounded like that was just a little entertaining, if nothing else. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I had a conversation yesterday at Bible class that I thought was kind of interesting. Now, the backdrop of this is, you know, there's been a mask debate that's been going on for quite some time, and I talked about it for the first several months of when it was going on, at least in my sermon, so I kind of felt like I needed to lay off because uh, there's no sense beating a dead horse or just being obnoxious in your views, but um, I haven't talked about it for a while, but uh, it's been interesting that a lot of the states, conservative southern states, um, have been reversing course on all of their COVID uh, rest- restrictions. Uh, Florida has, uh, Tennessee has, I believe Mississippi has, uh, Georgia I think has, and they're all reversing. Well, I'm here in Texas and uh, our governor hasn't uh, found the courage to do that yet, and uh and I was at Bible study last night, and I've got this guy in my Bible study. Uh, he's newer to the congregation, and I just I appreciate him a lot. He's just got a lot of energy. He's an older guy, probably late 60s, but uh, he is built like a uh, 35-year-old just warrior. I mean, he's just muscular and great shape, uh, rides like 50 miles a day on his bike, just crazy craziness. But um, what I appreciate about him is uh, he's a big uh, anti-masker. And I, for me, I'm against him, but... I don't want to deal with the drama, so a lot of times if it's expected that you'll throw it on, I'll I'll throw it on and wear it under my nose. This guy, there's no way. Um, he makes sure he has a medical exemption, and and uh, not only will he not wear it, but for a 60-some-year-old guy, he's built well enough that uh, very few people in this world will tell him that uh, he's not, you know, that he has to wear it. But anyways, um, I was asking him about, or he just started telling me about uh, his weekly trip down to the county commissioner and uh, kind of protesting some of the stuff down there, and. Um, and we were talking about the mass and, and different things. And he was just talking to me about some different studies that he had been hearing where the evidence is just really mixed. And I was sharing with him how the high school just up the road had to close down for two weeks just after opening because, you know, it was all spreading in an uncontrolled rate, even with mass. And, and that I'm, you know, not a believer in mass by any uh, stretch of the ma- imagination. And as we were talking about everything, I, um, I just looked at him and said, you realize why? people wear masks and why they insist that we wear masks and he just kind of looked at me like no I really don't and I said you know what on one level it is a control thing but on the other level it is to try to control society so that society doesn't uh, freak out it gives people a sense that they're doing something about it and so I've described it this way in church many times that it's interesting that so oftentimes when God does miracles he assigns you know, some sort of visible element that goes along with that miracle. Whether Moses raising his staff over the Red Sea before it uh, splits, or honestly, before Jesus uh, heals a blind man, uh, he spits in some dirt, he makes some mud paste, and he rubs it on the person's eyes. Now, let me ask you for a second. Do you think Jesus really needs to make some magic mud uh, to be able to cause someone to be able to see? Not at all. Uh, He only does that so people can sit there and think, oh, wait, he just rubbed mud on the person's eyes. Wow, a miracle just happened. Uh, Because our faith isn't strong enough oftentimes to believe that God's doing something unless we see at that exact moment in which something happened, something took place that we can attribute to, wow, God just did that. 
Um, you know, we have uh, the Lord's Supper. We have bread and wine that we take that um, are, you know, represents or is, depending on your church theology, the body and blood of the Lord for the forgiveness of sins. Now, God certainly is able and does forgive sins apart from that, but once again, it's a physical element that helps us to realize that when we take it, oh, wow, God's forgiving my sins. Same thing with baptism. Uh, God is perfectly capable of sending his Holy Spirit upon us and uh, you know, pouring out his Spirit and forgiveness of sins um, through uh, a variety of means or no means whatsoever where he just gives that to us but no he gives us baptism so we can sit there and think oh water all right through this god's doing something so um this is the whole thing with a mask is is it effective i mean i don't know i guess there's some statistics that and research that shows it is to some level even if it is it's certainly not to a level that's worthy of you know having to wear it when you're walking past people in the grocery store and apparently it doesn't work all that effectively in schools and you know it, it's really kind of putting people's faith in things that you really don't need to put your faith in and part of the frustration is, is as a society and I think the church has jumped on this as well we kind of like we like to control and manipulate people that way. We, lo- you know, we don't want people to be all getting concerned that uh, they can't do anything about the coronavirus. So, you know, if we just tell them to put on a mask and put on some gloves and a goggles and maybe a face shield, you know, that that's going to make you can sleep at night. Well, you know what? Talking into a brick wall is going to probably help in that situation too. But we probably don't all need to carry around our brick, personal brick walls with us as well. And churches have jumped on this too because churches. Uh, even though in Texas they're not required to have people wear masks or different things like that, they'll do that because they want people to feel fear. I'm sorry, for people to feel a sense of peace and calm, so that maybe they'll come back to church. Here's where I won't. I won't do it. I've had you know some people say, you know, why don't we just you know, have a service where people wear masks because I don't want to lie to people. I don't want to dupe to people. I don't want to manipulate and control you to think if you are truly concerned for whatever health reasons, and some people have valid health reasons, if you're really truly concerned that you don't want to get sick, I don't want you to think that you're going to be safe at church just because you're wearing a mask. Because guess what? These kids haven't been safe at school wearing masks. They not only send the kid home that's sick, but they send home the dozen of people that have been around that kid. So the masks just don't work that well. So, you know, there's all these people who are refusing to go to church because until the church doesn't sing, until the church requires everyone to wear a mask, like somehow these are just like magic pills that will keep the virus from spreading. It hasn't worked in our schools. It hasn't worked in those cities and states that have required it for this entire time. And frankly, it hasn't worked that great in countries that have required it versus those that, that don't. It's going to pretty much spread the way the virus is going to spread. Um, and there's not, I mean, there are some things that we can do, but masks are not the, uh, the silver bullet. Um, so it is a giant masquerade. And so that's why I'm uh, titling the, the message this week, Masquerade. Um, I've had some people ask if uh, if after the elections, all these requirements and mandates will will just be set aside. I don't think so. I think the government the government enjoys the control and the manipulation, and I think people like thinking that they've got some element of control over it. And and maybe we do in a very small way, uh, but we do not in nearly the way that we uh, we think we should. So I think the masquerade will continue. 
but I, uh, I, I think, you know, I think we ought to be honest with, with society, that we ought to be honest with uh, each other, and that churches ultimately ought to be honest and say, you know what, if you're really concerned because of health reasons of getting this, um, don't put your faith and trust in, in, in the mask. Um, it, it's not going to make uh, that much of a difference. It might make some, but it's not going to make that much of a difference. In the end, it is just a masquerade. Um, just something to think about for this Thursday, and I hope all of you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for listening.